Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. I'm Captain Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive into this week's topic, which is about personal growth. So, uh, Chaplain, what does personal growth mean to you? I think it's that decision we have to improve ourselves. And it has to be a choice. I think so many people I run into, I'll ask the question, well, what book have you read recently? What are your goals in the gym? (laughs) What are your personal family objectives? What's your vision for your family? And I'm surprised how often people don't have those written down or have really even thought about it. I think the difficulty comes from mixed messages we receive from um, a variety of other sources about what we should be pursuing. So, you know, maybe from your family, you grew up in a situation where um, there, there were expectations, whether those were directly communicated to you or whether you just learned, through, learned them through your normal um, socialization process growing up uh, about what you should be pursuing. And so these could be things like uh, if you grew up in a family where military service was the norm, uh, that expectation, whether it was explicitly communicated to you or not, uh, can become one of those objectives that you internalize. And so you just feel like that is what you should be doing. Um, very similar to some of the messages that we get uh, within the Air Force. So I'm sure many of you uh, know that there are some uh, informal boxes you have to check in order to promote. A good example of this is getting your CCAF. And a lot of times when we, um, at least uh, the chaplain and I as helping professionals, uh, ask people, well, what are, you, what are you working on right now and what are you working towards? I'll have an airman say, well, I'm uh, in the process of getting my CCAF. And that's great and everything, but the, the answer is, um, I don't know. I, it's just something that I have to do. Yeah, and it's that idea of I'm not shooting all over myself. Like, <laughs> and I hate to say that like that, but the, we sometimes think we just should do something or, or I don't know, or we don't have a clear objective. And I think that's where you're getting at. Right. So if the, if the purpose for doing something is just to check an arbitrary box, um, then you have to step back and ask yourself, well, why am I really doing this? What is my motivation? And if you feel like uh, you're not getting something um, out of that effort, then you're not going to be very motivated to expend effort and to, set, to make the requisite sacrifices to achieve that goal. And so what this uh, concept of personal growth comes back to, for me anyway, is uh, we need to be very directive and intentional about how we channel our efforts. And that's when it comes to school, when it comes to work, when it comes to family, and to find those drives within ourselves that will propel us forward and help us um, remain motivated uh, on our tasks. And and, and on there you said to to define where we want and how to channel that effort. And we only have so much effort. Right. So how would someone come about, let's say someone comes in your office and they only have so much time in a week and they're trying to grow themselves, they want to be better. What are some questions you ask them? Well, one of the first things I, I ask them is, what are you working towards? In other words, what is your vision that you're trying to achieve? And so this could be as simple as where do you uh, see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road? And what I've come to find is that uh, some people have some very unrealistic expectations about what that is. Maybe they've set their sights so high that they're almost unachievable. Or uh, on the other end, maybe they haven't really uh, given much thought to where they want to be. And so they don't have a clear vision for where they want to go. And you see this in how people expend a lot of effort towards a, a number of different unrelated side projects or be working on a number of different 
different tasks at once, but then they lose steam and they lose that motivation and a lot of those projects go unfinished. And it's like you don't have a clear direction, um, which makes sense. If you don't know yeah. where you're going, then it's easy to stray from, from that path. So a lot of times I, I work with people on uh, trying to channel their efforts towards whatever that main goal is. So if your vision is, you know, in 20 years from now, I want to have um, this kind of degree and be in this kind of job or maybe have this kind of financial security, or this is what I want my family life to look like, then my next question is, okay, what are the steps required to get you towards that goal? So, um, you know, let's say if you, you want to get a job in some kind of um, business firm, let's say yeah. finance, for example. Well, what do you need in order to get there? And that's a question worth pursuing because now you're starting to look at the, the requisite steps um, towards accomplishing that goal. You have to actually do some research and find out um, is there a, a certain kind of degree that you have to obtain? Are there connections or experiences that you have to work towards? And, oh, yeah, what is this going to cost me, both in terms of, of money and time? And then what other things may I have to give up in order to make those things happen? And, and now we're starting to, to get into forming a concrete plan for how you're going to get there. I think that that's that's key though. It's you go forward to the vision and then backcast. You go back. Mm-hmm. What are those steps? And one of the things I'll ask uh, because I see purposelessness all the time. Mm-hmm. Or people have this idea. Well, I'm going to get out because of my career and make this large amount of money. Well, it just doesn't happen like that. Not at all. So it's you really find your vision. You know what you want to do. You identify it. But a thing I'll give an exercise I'll present is this idea of what's your ideal day. So this idea in the future, you go in and say, what's my ideal day? And don't just say, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get out of work and go uh, get up, go to work, you know, work out a little bit and come home, have a great family and uh, have a beer and go to bed. Like, no, 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 no. What time are you getting out of bed? Oh, well, I'm getting up, I don't know, 5 a.m. Okay, what's the first thing you do? What do you see out the window? And it sounds like excruciating detail to go through that ideal day, mm-hmm. but it gives you an idea of what you want. What's that day going to look like? Some people might say, hey, I want to go become a medical doctor, and I want to work five hours per day. That's not going to happen with that line of work. <laughs> so you have to say, well, does this align with my vision? Mm-hmm. Uh, what other things would you suggest to someone? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with visualizing your ideal day. Um, and, and a lot of these goals that we have, these visions that we have for our, our ideal selves in the future, they don't happen overnight. So the example you gave uh, as a medical doctor, that takes a lot of years of painstaking mm-hmm. work to, to get to the point where you can actually practice. And, and so it's not something you can just throw a whole bunch of energy and effort into in one uh, short burst and expect to achieve. Um, it's a grind. But like most things that we um, you know, think of in terms of, of success or stability, it takes a lot of work um, on the front end in order to get there. So what I try to remind people is, you know, this is a, a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you don't necessarily have to knock all of your requirements out at once. If you've got this vision for where you want to be in the future, try to do at least a little bit every day um, to work towards that incrementally. Because um, just like any plan, if you expend all your effort um, at the outset, then you're going to have nothing left for the remaining uh, 25.2 miles, right? If you if you just sprint that first mile of the marathon. So think about what uh, small steps you can take now to start inching towards your goal, and you'll see the the payoff eventually. 
I actually had a, um, when I was in graduate school, I had a professor who was extremely prolific. This guy has published hundreds and hundreds of articles. Mm -hmm. He's written book chapters. I mean, he's a very well-known name in the psychological community. And so many people couldn't understand how in the world did he, you know, achieve all this, especially at such a young age. He was, you know, mid-30s, so very, very accomplished in a short period of time. And what he he kept coming back to was I try to uh, sit down at my computer and just write for about 15 minutes a day. I don't let my um, you know brain interfere. I don't uh, start to to process and overthink what I'm writing. I just sit down and write. And and he said out of that uh, sometimes he'll just you know hit a block and maybe only get a few sentences in in that whole 15 minutes. Other times he hits flow and he's able to to write even longer than he originally anticipated. But just those incremental steps each and every day has helped him publish hundreds and, and at this point, probably thousands of, of papers um, just from taking that approach of what can I do today to help me get a little bit more um, of the way towards that goal. So I would ask all of you, uh, if you have these visions for, for your future, try to set that up as an expectation for yourself. Uh, when you wake up in the morning every day, think, what do I want to accomplish today? What am I going to do that's going to help me get a little bit closer towards this goal? Yeah, and that I'd call an intention for your day. Mm -hmm. Like starting out your day with what's the intention, what's the goal, what's my aim or objective today? So you take that macro, like what do you want to be at the end of your life? What do you want to see? What do you want to do with your life? And even I would even say further from a larger perspective is what do you want said and this sounds morbid but at your graveyard service your your when you're buried your funeral what do they want to, what do you want them to talk about and start there well i want them to say how great of a family person i was well that's great you want them to say how great of an airman you were a senior nco or a senior officer okay those are outstanding things so now we go further further back now to today so you've broken it down from that we've talked about breaking it down going in the past and saying what does today look like how am i going to show up today because because the thing is, you can't just show up and maybe not give your best effort and then expect to be a, a chief someday or a colonel. It just it doesn't work like that. Now, one piece, too, I wanted to add about writing it down. Mm. Um, ben Franklin used to carry a journal with him, and he'd write down things all the time. There's a genius, uh, a chess champion, uh, Josh, um, was it Waitskin? And yeah. he also does the same thing. If you notice, a lot of folks carry around notebooks or journals. I would recommend, too, that it's not like you're going to go on this mountaintop experience, at least most of us, uh, personally, as a chaplain, I don't. Don't go up to this mountaintop and I hear, oh, you know, from on high, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's usually these small intuitive hits that throughout the day say, hey, I really enjoy serving people. Hey, I really enjoy helping people. Or, or I don't enjoy this or I like that. Write those things down because that goes to why you're here on earth and what you're supposed to do with your life. And I think those things help us to find out what, what we're attuned to. Um, that's a good insight. I mean, there there is something to be said about um, expressive writing, uh, not necessarily like you're you're keeping a diary or a journal, but just writing out some of those those thoughts, those uh, G whiz moments yes. that you have throughout the day, um, because then you can look back on them and um, it, they start to come together and and fit into this uh, format of you know what do I want to be and who do I want to be, and and that'll help you work towards getting there. And there's something magical about just writing things down. Um, for, for whatever reason, you know, the way that we uh, think about things through the day is so abstract. It's 100 miles per hour and in our brain. You've got these thoughts and emotions flying around uh, so quickly. It's hard to focus on any one of them at a given point in time. But when you uh, sit down and, and actually write something, uh, let's say in a journal, 
you're forcing your brain to slow down and you're making those abstract concepts concrete and you're, you're taking the time to focus on them, uh, think about the meaning behind them and sometimes sim- something as simple as just saying uh, a word or a phrase out loud or writing it down on a piece of paper can bring you so much more clarity. Yes. So I think that's a great tool, Chaplain. Uh, you could sit down and, and say, you know, here's my vision for the future. This is where I want to be five years from now. And be specific. Um, if you have self-improvement goals uh, related to fitness, write those down. If they're about your finances, um, where you are right now and where you'd like to be, write those down. Uh, if they pertain to your family, where do you want to be? Write those down. And then that will help give you a, a channel for how you can direct your efforts in each of those directions. And a, one thing, a, a mentor of mine had, had sat me down and made me do this, and this was extremely annoying, so this is just up front. And uh, I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll, he'll appreciate it. But he actually had me write down a life plan in PowerPoint where not only at each stage of my career what I'd be doing, what education I'd be pursuing, where I'd be living, and this ideal 30-year plan, but also how old my children would be, how old mm. my wife would be, how old I would be each year, what grade would they be in, etc. It was unbelievably painful to do and yet it was so valuable because uh, although I haven't hit everything on there I'm surprised how much I've done and it allows me to say okay well if I make a decision to go to this specific school whether it's graduate school or a war college or whatnot what how will it affect my children's high school or grade school choices it's hard when we move kids from grade to grade to grade so our choices have ramifications on ourselves and our families our communities and so what are you going to do with it so it's important to do so if you ever do want to make go through that exercise i'm happy to do it with you but really if you do it at home all you really do is write down what you want to do where you want to do it in your career specific to years and just write down ages where you'll be ideally i know we can't forecast where we're going to what our next assignment is and if you can uh, give me a call I could use some help but if you most of us can't and so it's just this ideal life vision how everything goes if it goes the way you want that's a that's a really good point so while we're talking about the concepts of personal growth we can't forget the context Mm -hmm. in which that personal growth happens Uh, we have a number of people who um, rely on us uh, whether directly or indirectly, and they're going to be affected by our choices. So, you know, while we're pursuing these avenues of personal growth, we can't forget um, the other responsibilities and the roles that we have. So, um, thinking back to uh, those of you who've taken Psych 101, um, you'll remember something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And that's uh, what we're talking about today has to do more with the top end of Maslow's Hierarchy, which is the self actualization piece. But we can't neglect the other uh, four levels of that pyramid. So survival, safety, social, and self-esteem. If those needs aren't met, it's going to be really difficult to focus on self-actualization. So while you're pursuing this personal growth, I encourage you to also ensure that you're um, having all the things that you need in those other stages and and maybe uh, even draw back from your personal growth at time to time when you realize that certain uh, areas of your life are, are having to compensate for that uh, pursuit. I know personally in my own life, I've um, you know pursued some of my own goals, um, some uh, educational <laughs> dreams that I have. And uh, while it was great for me, I saw it start to have a, a negative effect on my family because it was taking me away from them and I was having to dedicate so much time towards those pursuits 
um, that was making my my social life and really my my esteem suffer. And so as a result of that, I had to make the the decision that um, those areas of my life were uh, much more important than my own uh, personal growth pursuits. It doesn't mean you have to give it up entirely, but like I was saying uh, before, try to make that balance um, to where you're you're not expending yourself too much in, in one direction, and also making time for fun. We all yes. need to blow off steam from time to time. To time. So uh, try not to focus so much on personal growth that you're not giving yourself time to decompress as well. And next week, we're going to go over goals and setting some specific goals. And just as an idea, just to highlight that idea of fun, I have some really specific personal growth goals, and I have 10 per year I hit, and I focus on three at a time. And some of them are learning and reading books. I try to hit a large number of books each year that I can read, whether it's through audiobooks or whether it's through physical. But then another one of my book uh, goals is to hit a certain level for um, a character within a video game to get to level 100 (laughs) within Halo 5 for all eight of us still playing that game. But that's one of the things that's a personal goal of mine. And that's okay to have a fun goal. I have professional goals, personal goals, family goals. But fun is so important because you can totally over-optimize your personal life by -hmm. focusing so much on personal growth. You can get to a point where it's just not very fun and honestly life's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be mm-hmm. um, so we need to find enjoyment uh, is there anything else we hit or need to hit no I, I think that uh, about wraps it up and uh, as always if you have any questions any concerns um, any comments for us on today's podcast please feel free to reach out to either one of us and we'd love to chat with you more about personal growth Yeah, it's awesome. And again, thank you for what you do. And thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you and your families and the dedication you have to serve. And we hope you have an outstanding week.